Hey guys, this is Greg Rice, the host of the Art of Communication podcast. And if you're looking to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you need to be listening to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Authentic Connection Academy, Greg Rice. He has helped his clients raise over $20 million in early stage funding. Greg talks about how he made the shift into entrepreneurship and what you can expect when working within his program, and how an easy five-minute morning exercise can help change your day. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show, where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Authentic Connection Academy, the host of The Art of Communication, Greg Rice. Greg, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Brandon. Super excited to be here. Absolutely. Hey, when the listeners today realize all the value that you're bringing, what is the easiest way for them to connect with you either personally or through social? Yeah. Uh, one easy way is to check out the podcast on any of the major podcast platforms, right? The Art of Communication with Greg Rice. You can also find it at my website, which is gregjrice.com. And then the third thing, really excited about this, we partnered with the Body Language Institute, who are the number one body language trainers of business people in the world. They've trained over like 50,000 people. So partnered with them to offer a six-week free body language course. So they can get that at bodylanguagemastery.gregjrice.com. And this will all be in the show notes as well. So it'll be super easy to find. And, you know, reach out to Greg. He's accessible. He's got an unbelievable podcast and he's an amazing coach. So definitely take him up, especially on the free six-week body language thing. I mean, if I'm sitting here like this, it probably means one thing. If I'm sitting here like this, it probably means something else. And for those that are just <laughs> listening... I'm moving my arms around in different places. So, all right, let's 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 dive into it. Let's do it. The ability for us to learn over the last five to 10 years has changed drastically, in my opinion. When you and I were younger, it was the educators, the teachers. Then, you know, it's family, friends, our coworkers, the people around us, but that's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Yeah, it's changed so dramatically. Right. I mean, obviously starting out in more traditional education path, got my undergrad, bachelor's, got my MBA, all those kinds of things. And actually, interestingly, one of my earlier jobs was as a consultant to small businesses in the region in Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh. And there we did a lot of education of entrepreneurs. And back then we didn't have all the tremendous tools like masterminds and coaches, and they were few and far between and really hard to find. Right. So I juxtapose that with today as I'm on my own entrepreneurial journey. Right. And there's so many tremendous ways to find education, right? There's coaches, there's masterminds, there's mentors. It's just changed so dramatically. You know, so for example, I got excited about starting a podcast, right? Because I'm excited about communication, wanting to learn about it, wanting to share that with the world. So I went out and I found a coach, right? Somebody you and I both know, Travis, Travis Chapel, And he has been tremendous in guiding me throughout the entire process from end to end. Without him, I would be lost trying to put together my own podcast on my own. That's an example of something I wouldn't have even considered probably even five years ago, right? But now those folks are accessible. You can reach out to them. You can find them. And it's such a powerful thing. 
And that's the, the amazing thing. Like you and I have similar connections and your podcast, like you were saying, Travis has helped both of us in where our podcast journey began and then where it's at today. And, and those kinds of people, they're, they're unbelievably accessible. They want to help you succeed. They want to see what you're doing, move the needle forward. And that's, that's really, you know, the great thing about people like Travis and so many other that you and I have connected with. So kind of going to the next one, we have a lot of ways to take in information right here. We've got the podcast going on right now. But people use masterminds, accountability buddies, coaches, online courses, lots of different ways to take in information. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? Yeah, so there's definitely a couple, right? And there's some with personal relationships and there's some that are more, uh, you know, virtual, we'll say, right? So Travis is certainly one. He's been a major coach for me around podcasting as well as just around getting my own business up and running. So he's definitely somebody I've learned from. And how to connect with him, it's interesting. So I'll take you through the whole process there, right? So knowledge broker blueprint, right? From Tony and Dean. Tony and Dean. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked on that. But anyway, so when I saw that, there was a section in there on podcasting from JLD, John Lee Dumas, right? And that's what got me so excited about because I thought it was a great way to step into the communication world. From there, I sent a note to John Lee Dumas. I was like, hey, you know, I loved what you presented here. I'd love to talk to you about kind of starting my own podcast and what it takes. And he's the one that put me onto Travis, right? So it was like, if I would have never taken a step to get in that course in the first place, then if I would have never had the courage to reach out to JLD and then reach out to Travis as well, that connection would have never happened, right? So that's an example. So Travis is a big person I'm learning from right now. Another person, this isn't per on the personal level, but is Russell Brunson. I'm looking a lot right now at how to market my business and build sales funnels. So I've been spending a lot of time just listening and learning from Russell Brunson and his presentations and his programs. So it's kind of two different examples, right? One is more of a one-on-one -on -one mentoring sort of relationship. And the other one is more of a figuring out who has done it well and learning from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to throw something out there because I think it's important for anyone that's listening to understand this. You chose right there to invest in yourself. And as I know what the cost is for the original KBB, and it was two grand, mm -hmm. two grand, 1999, something like that, just to invest in yourself. And from that investment, you went to JLD, John Lee Dumas. And from having that conversation whatever the investment is with Travis. But that's the important thing that you have to remember when, you, when you're looking at success and what, what success is to you. The first and foremost thing that you got to really do is invest in yourself. Where do you look at the ROI in your investment and why you went there? Yeah, so I think that's a great point, first of all, right? So at all those points, I had to make some level of investment in myself and some level of belief. And you have to stop and think about, well, what do I want to achieve? And what's the best way of getting there? How much time will that save me? And what's my likelihood of succeeding without that kind of guidance, right? And it's certainly like I mentioned before, I wouldn't have a podcast today without Travis. You and I wouldn't be talking today. And I wouldn't be connected to a whole host of other folks that he's been able to open my network up to. So, so that's been huge. So when I think about the ROI, that's the initial ROI for me is a kind of the guidance of coaching, the relationships, what I've already been able to build. But I think there's a massive ROI down the road as those as that network continues to expand, right? So each of those touch relationships I've built that Travis has introduced me to, I expand into broader networks of people. Um, I touch more people, I help more people. And as I do so, I grow my business. And I think over time, there's a huge ROI on that. And I think as you think about investing in these kinds of things, it can't be a six month kind of thing. You have to look at a much longer term time frame and where you might be five years or 10 years from now if you take step A versus step B. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, when you were talking about expanding your network, I'm going to give a piece of advice that I wish I had gotten earlier is 
get a program or understand how to use Word to build out trees per se. I use MindMeister because at mm. this point with the amount of the, the network and how someone's connected to me, I can draw it all back to a singular place. Mm. But if you're going to go down this journey of entrepreneurship or whatever that is, you want to know how you are connected to whomever it was because it's, you're, you're going to want to remember that starting in the beginning, even if you're like, I only have five people to add to it. Start, start that mind map immediately. So, all right. I appreciate you sharing the, uh, your thoughts just kind of on why investing in yourself is so important because we do talk about that in the solo shows. So talking about yourself, a lot of people, they get stuck and they don't know how to execute what's in their head. I'm still going through a pandemic. And to me, it's causing a reset in how we're able to accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to get unstuck and reset yourself? So I think they, they, they've really helped me reshape my thinking in a lot of different ways. You know, uh, via masterminds and coaching, I think by getting on the phone or on the video, having conversations with people who are really doing it, I always learn something new, a new approach, a new way to look at it, a new way to think about it, a new target to go after. And I think it's that, right? It's changing my thinking because I tend to get really stuck in a linear way of thinking. And when I can get a couple of new ideas, it blows it all up, but in a good way. And I come out of it with a much more excited, unstuck focus, right? A lot of energy to go in a new direction and try something else. And when you do that, you learn new things and then you can grow. Yeah, no, absolutely. The growth because of learning from the people around you, they're able to help you see around a corner that you might not have access to. So, I mean- it's, it's amazing what you're able to take away from the, from the group mentality. Masterminds in general, they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. As I always say, probably the first mastermind was the apostles. Then from there, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, way down the road, creates something called the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then there's this guy called Napoleon Hill. He really solidifies what a mastermind is. As there's been such a large boom of self-education in the last 10, 15 years, where do you see the parallel between standardized education, which is where you started, versus self-education, which is where you're ending up? Where do you see them going? Yeah, and let me, let me step back to that, that last question really quick before I move on to that, because I wanted to follow up on your point about learning from each other, right? So I'm in a mastermind with a bunch of other guys who are successful podcasters, and I take away something from each of them, right? Whether it's how to communicate with guests or how to find guests or how to follow up with guests or who to work with to produce my episodes or how to you know, record an intro, right? I take something away from everybody. And that's stuff, again, I would never learn if I wasn't part of this group. So I think there's so much value in that. You don't even know what you don't know until you kind of get in and start having those conversations. So to your next point, I think, I mean, education is going to continue to change dramatically. You know, we'll still have the foundational education. My wife's an elementary school teacher, right? So we believe I have five kids, four of which are teenagers and in school right now, right? So we push heavy on the education, the importance of it and the value of it. And I do believe in the value of that. But I also try to get my kids to open up and think about where else can they learn things, right? Every time they say, hey, I want to be an engineer or, you know, I might want to go into politics one day or they have all sorts of visions depending upon the child we're talking about. Ask them, you know, who's doing that around here, right? Where can you go intern? Where can you go help? How can I help connect you with somebody to start to learn from them, right? And I think it only expands from there as they continue down the path and start looking at, well, what kind of mastermind can I be in? What kind of coach can I employ? What kind of mentors can I find? What kind of group can I join or even start that can lead me in this direction? So I think education in in the future, in the near future, especially in the entrepreneur world, is going to just continue to multiply from this um, self-education side of things, right? And on one hand, I think that's a great thing because folks who are willing to invest in themselves 
Money, yes, but more time and focus and learn something and master something. I think they're going to have a tremendously greater ability to succeed, right? I think I think that this is going to magnify their ability to do that. So, yeah, I think I think especially in the entrepreneur world, we're going to see self learning just continue to to multiply. Yeah, I obviously agree with you. Not only do I have a show built around it, but I'm embedding on that changing with you know with the success finder and. I, I think it'd be awesome to start seeing younger generations, you know, the teen years starting to create their own masterminds and their own entrepreneurship journey earlier. Cause I think that's going to happen. I talked to my six-year-old son, you know, about what, what mommy does versus what daddy does and, you know, which direction does he want to go? And he sits there and he talks about, well, you know, who's someone's competition and, you know, what are they doing that you don't have? And so that's amazing that we need to remember the, the generation now, they think differently than you and I did when we grew mm-hmm. up. Well, it's interesting. My son, like he introduced me to, like I knew about Gary Vee, but he's on TikTok. He's like, dad, you ever hear about this guy, Gary Vee? And I'm like, you're listening to Gary Vee already. I'm like, that's crazy. But I, I do think if, like, if you look at college campuses and those kinds of places, I think that you, 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 know, you see entrepreneurships growing up that are organically built. And I think we're going to see more of that as well. And that's a great stepping stone to uh, the broader mastermind concept. Yeah, absolutely. Now, typically when someone invests in their future, they've got a better than big idea of what the outcome is going to be. They have an expectation of what can happen if they follow through with the steps that, that you're working with them on. What should people expect when they enter Greg's reality? Some great question. <laughs> Hopefully not to be scared, right? Scared of Greg's reality. But I think um, a couple of different things. One, I think a shift in focus when you're thinking about communication and connection, right? So a shift in focus away from manipulation and making my point and getting what I want from this person and a shift instead to more self-awareness, more connection and influence by better understanding yourself and better understanding the other person, more faking like you know everything towards, oh, less faking like you know everything, more vulnerability, more empathy, right? Those are the big focus areas for me that I want to see, I want to help others grow within themselves. And I think we need a lot more of in society. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you right there. And it's the, I used to always hear the fake it till you make it, mm. but we're becoming a society where that's not okay. It's, it's, it's starting to be where that vulnerability is, it's a good thing. I don't know how to do this, but someone in my circle or someone in their circle is going to know how to. So it's, it's okay to say, oh no. Yeah. It's interesting. I'd say in, in my sales career, some of my biggest sales and biggest successes have come from times when I was willing to be vulnerable and either, you know, share, hey, I don't know this or, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing for you. Right. Or even sharing maybe a personal story that I wouldn't normally share. Right. Opening up in that way. And it's not, you know, showing weakness or anything like that. Right. Anything sappy. It's just about sharing your your authentic emotions and your authentic view on the situation and being honest and open and trying to understand who the other person is under that veneer that they're showing you. Yeah, it shows trust in the other person and it shows that you're pretty dang secure in yourself Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I'm like, yeah, here's what's going on. Here's what I don't know. So, you know, I feel that the people that you work with have a way of surprising you from time to time, whether it's their drive or willingness to learn. Give us a success story of someone that's gone through your program and worked with you that because of that, the outcome was even unexpected to them. Yeah. And again, it's a great question. I think that on one hand, I'm still kind of building the programs, right? So we're in pre-building phase right now, or we're in building phase, we're in pre-registration phase. But I can tell you some of the folks that I've worked with, one that jumps to mind is um, an individual who's actually in pharmaceutical sales, right? And he's uh, he played college football, D1, 
big guy, strong guy, not the kind of guy you would think would be fearful of anything, right? But he was actually very nervous about speaking in front of people in his job. You know, he needed to be up in front of groups of people speaking like every day. So a couple of things they helped him to do. One was to change his focus away from worrying about him so much and worrying about the message he's trying to get across, right? The, the listeners aren't so worried about you, the individual. They're worried about the message that you're trying to get across. And if you let your natural passion come through about that, which he certainly has, that's going to connect with them. It's not about saying the perfect words in the perfect way. It's about sharing that authentic passion that you have for whatever it is that you're selling and honestly communicating why it would be great for them to try it, right? So that's one. And then two, help them think about how to prepare more effectively and how to just think about getting ready for it and get it right in his own head, right? Prior to speaking. So those two things in combination worked out very successfully for him, right? He's He was already successful, but this helped magnify his success. And he's just amazed at how much more comfortable he feels in front of folks just with that little shift in mindset of it's not about me, it's about the message. And the quote he gave me, he actually said that you're like Tony Robbins, man, I'm so excited and fired up to get out there now. And I was like, hey, man, if I if you want to compare me to Tony Robbins, that's amazing. I feel really good about that. You have to probably have a little bit bigger hands, but I love how you you shifted or you reframed what was important when he was up there speaking and just that that small reframe, that small shift made the world of difference for for him to feel confident in what he was already good at. And Absolutely. I think that if more people need, that's why coaching is so important. That's why in the solo shows, like I'm constantly talking about why you need to get a coach. Now you want to get the right coach. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of noise out there, especially for whatever reason right now, my feed is filled with a lot of noise, but finding the right coach will make the world a difference. And there's people that out there, they have a, I have a coach for my mindset. I have a coach for my finances. I have a coach for you know, growth, whatever it is, don't just limit yourself. If you're able to, to one, one area of what you're looking to, to accomplish, I think coaching with what you're doing is amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you and, uh, you know, the programs that you're building. So awesome. When we do talk on the solo shows, we talk about success. And one of the things, someone that I consider a mentor of mine, he says, once you define success, you've in essence defined failure. And that's why so many people will not define what success is to them. But I think there's a lot of things that go into success. There's mentorship, there's coaching, there's partnerships, there is being okay with failure. What do you feel is a key ingredient in being successful? So I think it's going to be different for every individual, right? I think it depends on what your purpose is, what your why is, and what you're hoping to accomplish. I guess the easiest way to define it for me would be, first, you have to define your true why and understand that. And then when you're making progress against that why, true progress, that's success, right? Because your big why probably isn't going to be achieved, maybe even in your lifetime, but it's all about making progress towards that why. Like for me, one of my big whys is I'd love to develop an organization that helps mentor kids who are in troubled situations, right? Kids in juvenile detention, because they don't have a lot of resources to help them make the right decisions in their lives, right? So setting up an organization that not only connects people who want to help them, but then also trains them on how to connect with them more effectively, right? So that's a big why for me and something that I'm not building at all right now, but it's my longer term focus, right? I want to, first, I want to master the fundamentals of connection, both from a business perspective, but also from a mentoring perspective, and then teach other, find ways to teach others to do that effectively. And then I can start plugging people into some sort of program like that, right? So that's a big why for me. Another big why for me is connecting, getting people to listen to each other, appreciate each other, right? So 
we yell at each other a lot. We're in our own silos. We don't want to hear anybody else's point of view. But there's far more things that we have in common than that differentiates us. And I want to help people come together on those common things and then discuss those things that differentiate us in a way that helps us appreciate each other's point of view. Not everybody's going to be open to that, but you know, so how do we do that, right? So thinking about bringing together groups of people in certain regions where a lot of folks might be in my network, right? So bring together groups of people to connect, giving them simple pointers on how to connect more effectively and helping them open up around things that they might disagree about. I've even thought about kind of an app, right? So putting an app together that connects people on what they have in common, but they have one fundamental difference and they're both willing to have a conversation and explore that together, you know, um, almost like say a dating app, right? But this is a whole different kind of thing, right? So those are ideas floating in my head, but those reflect my bigger why, right? And if I'm achieving those things and moving in that direction, then I'm feeling really good about my success. Yeah, and I, I, w- I would assume anything that deviates from that goes away from your why, so you quickly get rid of that outside noise. If it's not ideal. going towards your common goal, which is your success, your why, they're out. Yeah, that, that's the ideal scenario, right? But I think a lot of us don't look at it clearly enough. I certainly don't every day, but you always try to get back to that. And the more you come back to what's my why, then you can make that assessment and say, okay, I don't need to be doing this thing over here. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's, that's great advice. And I, I like how you framed it with the, hey, what's my why? And then go from there for the success portion of it. So as we're getting closer to the end, I feel that uh, there's always new ideas brewing when times are good. It's like it's easy to succeed when, when everyone else is being successful. But I think innovation and ingenuity comes when we feel the squeeze. And the world has been feeling the squeeze this year. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? What really excites me is building the courses that we talked briefly about before, right? So really two big courses, one around focusing on what I call the save methodology. So it's self-awareness, ask. So being curious about the other person, vulnerability and empathy, right? Save. So helping folks deep dive those topics about themselves and about the people that they're speaking with so that they can learn to connect more effectively. And the other one I'm working on is around mastering conversation. So how do you ask questions? How do you tell stories? How do you speak with authority? How do you learn to focus, right? So you can be present with that person. How do you learn to read body language and micro expressions? So building those courses out are are what excites me over the next six months or so. I'm hoping to have them built out in the next two to three. And then from there, it's about continuing to build the podcast, interviewing really interesting people, reading a lot of really interesting books, and just continue to learn more about communication and helping others do the same. Wow. Love it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what those courses look like. And uh, obviously, you know, helping promote those and making sure the right people find the right person in you and what you're building. So what's a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening today implemented over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they'd see real action and results in their personal and business life? If two simple ones, right? One's been huge for me. Um, and that is just short, easy mindfulness practice. Five minutes a day, focusing on your breath. Your, you know, you have an idea, your mind drifts, bring it back to your breath. That's a rep, right? Doing that allows you to see what's happening in your own head, which allows you to be much more present with the world around you. Because you start to see that when I'm talking to you or I'm talking to somebody else, I start to see a stray thought about dinner tonight, right? I'm like, oh, I got to get back and focus. So it's the practice of focusing and centering yourself that allows you to be much more present, a much better communicator. The second piece is start paying attention, right? I tell folks all the time, grab a notebook and after you have your next conversation with somebody, take two minutes, 
and write down a few things like number one, like what did they talk about? What was important to them? What body language did you recognize? What sparked them? What sort of emotional reactions did you see? Um, what color was their eyes, right? Do you even recognize that? Um, what were you thinking during that conversation? You know, were you thinking about what they were saying? Were you trying to make your own point? Like, this is what I'm going to say next. Or were you thinking about, again, dinner, right? Were you off somewhere else? What could you maybe, maybe have done differently? You know, how could you have handled it a little bit differently? If you start doing that, and again, you don't have to answer all those questions. If you just answer one or two on a pretty regular cadence, you're going to start recognizing clear opportunities to get better at communicating and clear opportunities to build better relationships with people. Oh, I love that. And the, the five minute one, I think that's, that's my big takeaway and something that I could probably do better at as, you know, being open and honest, there'll be times I'm listening to a video and my mind starts straight. I'm like, whoa, whoa, bring it back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm, get, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, and please tell me, if I started practicing that in the mornings, when I'm watching something of purpose for me, my mind won't even stray during moments of that as, as often. To a degree, and it's not so much that it won't stray, it's more that you'll catch it a lot more quickly and easily, and you can bring it back to focus. There you go. Your mind's always gonna stray. You can't stop your mind from thinking thoughts, you know, but you can become present to them and center yourself again. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That's, uh, it's been amazing. We've got the founder of Authentic Connection Academy the host of The Art of Communication, Greg Rice. Greg, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.